This is Winning with Wellness, a podcast about inspiring the wellness warrior in you. If you are feeling lost or alone in your wellness journey, or are looking for new ideas and inspiration, you are in the right place. A place you can learn about all things wellness in business, life, and living. Your host, Jenny Rice, will be bringing you inspiring stories and practical tools to improve your overall wellness, personally and professionally. Imagine what living a life of wellness would be like. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Winning with Wellness. We are thrilled and, as I always say, honored that you're here to join us. Today, we're going to talk all things wellness with a very special person who's near and dear to my heart, Teresa Stone. Teresa, welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, Thank you for having me. Oh, thrilled to have you here. So for those of you that don't know, Teresa is one of the vital heartbeats behind your holistic earth and is a huge supporter of all work that I do. So we are really excited to dig in and talk about wellness together because we're both really passionate. Obviously, we have a community around it. But before we get started, I want to share with you guys a little bit about Teresa because you don't know her like I do. So Teresa manages and runs businesses with integrity, understanding, compassion, compassion, along with a divine twist. And that's what I love about Teresa. She brings in all her spiritual gifts into the work that she does. She uses her 15 plus years of collected knowledge to support solopreneurs, helping to create effortless relationships between owner and business. Having experienced a startup and shutdown of a previous business and aiding many companies in their early stages, she knows the struggles many entrepreneurs face. Teresa is passionate about elevating, assisting, and leveling up her clients' knowledge to promote sustainability and longevity. She makes business effortless, and I would 100% agree. So (laughs) welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you. Many people are probably like, okay, so, you know, we've we've kind of, you know, tapped into this whole business piece. And for those of you that aren't listening, know that your life is your business. (laughs) I think think that's something that we forget is the tools we learn in business come into our lives, in our personal lives, and our personal live tools come into our business. So I want to dig in today and just, and you can approach it from either a personal side or a professional side. I want to dig in and ask you what, what wellness, like holistic wellness means to you. Well, that's kind of a loaded question (laughs) and I really don't know how to answer that, but when it comes right down to it, wholeness really embodies the mind, the spirit, you know, the just the whole body, right? You can't have one without the other. So there needs to be this beautiful pairing and this um, connection between all parts of yourself. And so really, you know, taking care of yourself with that, um, you know, self-care and, you know, finding balance within your family life and your, you know, career, um, just, just the whole package. So really the the whole, whole wellness, right, is really establishing all parts. So mind, body, spirit, soul, all those parts. When you think about that holistic piece, when, when you think about maybe in your past or something currently now in your life, do you find, because it's so interesting 
when we think of wellness, many people think of the physical body and we forget that, that we have those kind of three pillar components. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you have an area that you struggle with supporting when it comes to your mind, body, and soul? Honestly, my physical self, my physical body has always kind of been a challenge for me. I struggled with uh, anorexia when I was, uh, was a child and, um, healing that um, in my early or late teens, early 20s uh, was quite a challenge, especially when I got pregnant with my daughter. So that was always something um, that was kind of a big challenge for me. And so trying to find, you know, that perfect balance, you know, between working out and doing something that you actually love and moving your body um, is, is, still a challenge for me this day. I mean, I love eating good nutritional food. So, you know, supporting the body in that way, but I have to say the physical body is one of the aspects that is the most challenging for me. You know, the spirit piece has always been with me. It's been integrated right from, well, since I was born really. And so that part always kind of seems to come natural for me, but um, you know, in the mental piece, it just kind of gets tied in with the spiritual piece peace but when it comes into the physical body and you know trying to find that support and that balance between you know how many hours of sleep do you need a day to you know how much time can you you know a lot to working out and what feels good like I mean you know I used to enjoy doing aerobics and then yoga and pilates and I've kind of went through all of them and I just kind of get bored with them so it seems like trying to find something new and exciting to pique my interest is is always a challenge for me so that is kind of where my struggle lies. (laughs) Well, and you know, I appreciate you sharing the truth around that because we all have a component that is a challenge. And I find for myself, it's very interesting in listening to you say that for me, I go in a cycle where I seem to be really good with two of them. And then one is not so great. So when I'm really focused on my physical, chances are it's my spiritual that is is dropping off or vice versa, those kind of things. So, and you also shared, which I appreciate, I I can guarantee there are people listening that struggle with the physical or maybe have gone through, you know, what you were expressing in reference to anorexia. That's not an easy, easy thing to move through, never mind you know, come out on the other side. If you, if you were to share with the listeners, any, any two or three things, you know, obviously everybody's journey is unique, but two or three things that stood out for you that helped you move through that to where you are now. Uh, okay. That's interesting. Um, honestly, the, one of the biggest things for me moving through that was, the effect that I was having on my daughter when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest component to that. Um, It was, uh, I mean, I wanted my daughter to be healthy. I didn't know I was having a girl at the time, but I wanted my baby to be healthy. And even though I struggled with the body image, I still tried to, you know, anchor in that, you know, eating regularly, taking all my prenatal vitamins and regular checkups and still doing walks and, you know, doing the things to still maintain that healthiness. But I struggled. The psychological aspect with that when I was pregnant was so difficult. Um, But honestly, the, the love for my, my baby, the love for the daughter, for the daughter that I now have, who is now just, just turned 20, um, you know, was, by far overpowering and much more um, of a greater uh, pull for me than, you know, uh, that 
need to starve my body. And so, and then I also seen, um, the effect that it was having on the people around me, like my mom, especially. And I, I had just come out of a relationship with my first boyfriend actually. And, uh, it was interesting being with him was quite, um, quite an eye opener for my physical body and just like my, my confidence level and just the way that I perceived myself and the way that I I was actually being perceived by other people. So I thought it was quite interesting. So really kind of shifting the perspective to watching how people were perceiving me also helped me, you know, work through the body image because I had clearly this unhealthy image of the way I, I was perceiving myself in the world and the way people were actually receiving me. Um, I mean, I, at the time I was only like 102, maybe 105. So by no means was I overweight at all, but yet I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, Whoa, I am this large, large woman, <laughs> or this large person, but really it just didn't match. And so it was really when I started seeing um, the different perspective from other people of how they were perceiving me. So I guess to kind of answer the question is to, you know, I, it, it helped to, to look at the people around me and actually ask them questions on how they were, you know, perceiving me and just actually observe how they were even interacting with me. And of course, finding something that you really love that really like takes your focus away from that, um, personal the way that you see yourself and really you know find a greater love like for me it was my daughter and that really pushed me pushed me into wanting to eat healthy and then afterwards I just wanted to be my best self for her and you know I wanted to show up and actually um make sure that I was the best healthiest mom possible and in order for me to do that I had to be you know healthier And, you know, I wanted to set a good example for her, you know, when, and actually as she was growing up and she started, you know, not, you know, missing meals and stuff like that right there was like, oh God, don't do that. Like you don't want to hurt your body in that way. So, so yeah, so I guess just those two things really were the, were the biggest pieces for me. I love that you focus in and highlight on, you know, getting, everyone's going to have a, a deeper rooted why. So your why was your daughter, which is so powerful. So getting really into that, like deep down why, and I love the bird's eye view. I, I, you know, we work together. You hear me say that all the time. (laughs) Let's pull back and do a bird's eye view and see, because the one thing on my own journey that I've learned and you shared so beautifully is our, our own internal judgment is generally going to be a lot more critical and harsher than the truth, than what other people are seeing. And so I appreciate you sharing that because I guarantee there's somebody listening right now who resonates with what you're sharing. And we invite you to look at yourself in a different way. You might be surprised at what you see. So incredible. And when you think about that journey, obviously becoming a mom and, and all of those things and working through, you know, your own health. Yeah. You have moved into business with the plan. And, and I mean, even your brand is effortless life, right? Like that's your, that's your thing. Yes. Drew you to, you know, what, what drew you to that? Oh, many things actually. And, um, Honestly, it goes back to my daughter, too, um, because as she was growing up, um, she had this thirst for knowledge, this, you know, passion for, you know, um, 
taking all of her toys out of the toy box and playing and building like an empire really. So she would have her, her blog, she would have her, my little is her Legos. She would have her cars. She would have everything. And she would just be like, mom, come see what I built. And it was like the most um, amazing thing to watch this creativity um, expand. And it just really got me to see that the sky was the limit. And I've always had a passion for, for business. Um, early on, right out of school, I wanted to start my own uh, fashion business with my sister. She was going to do the fashion and I was going to do the, uh, the, you know, the business business stuff, you know, all the, the boring stuff that she, she called the boring stuff. But for me, so I've always had this, um, this drive to, you know, to be my own, you know, to be a manager, to be my own boss, uh, to really kind of give back in that sense. But watching my daughter with this creativity and this passion, and we would create these amazing birthday parties and, you know, organize and, and all this kind of stuff. And I would be baking and, and cause that's another love of mine is the passion of, is, you know, cooking good nutritional food and, you know, making everything from scratch and stuff. So we would have these elaborate birthday parties and I planned my own wedding and I just had this, you know, without even really knowing it, I had this amazing thirst for, you know, creating things and, you know, organizing things and running things and managing things. And I just take such great pleasure in it because I, I see the, you know, the smiles on the kids' face when they're, you know, having those, the, when we had those birthday parties and, and the feedback that I still get after 18 years of being married or 18 years later after our marriage, um, I still get people saying, oh my God, your wedding was amazing. And so it just, they said they had the greatest time and it wasn't, you know, a stuffy wedding. And so I just, to me, it would just, those little things just continue to drive me. And uh, when my daughter got to be about 10, um, it was kind of like, well, the reality sort of setting in that someday she wouldn't always need me. And even though I loved and enjoyed being a stay at home mom and, you know, planning those parties and always there being there for her and nurturing her. And, uh, you know, my husband, of course, was at work. So, I mean, he was busy doing all the things, but I got to have a lot of fun, really. <laughs> and uh, so even though she was, you know, still needing me and stuff, I just kind of got to a point where I was like, at some point in time, the hard truth is, is she's not going to need me as much. What am I going to do? What am I going to, you know, where, where am I going to go from here? And so I decided to uh, go back to uh, go back to school and uh, take uh, a business management degree. And uh, after that, I really um, started focusing on, you know, helping people start their businesses just on the side through friends and family, that kind of thing. Because uh, I really let fear kind of step in my way. And I didn't actually, you know, start going out. So I spent about, you know, probably a good seven years, eight years after finishing my degree, just kind of being the closet you know, whatever, just, you know, people didn't really know what I did. And, and I started to try to start a business and, and I learned the hard way that you can't have a business successfully anyway, if people don't know what you do, mm. you, you can't, you can't be a closet business. I mean, if people don't know what you do and you, you don't get your, put yourself out there into those, you know, what people can, could consider as awkward situations or, you know, that networking, that kind of thing, then people can't find you they can't find your light they can't find your greatness so that was the biggest lesson that I learned actually from starting a business and actually not having it succeed was that the second time around I was like okay well I'm not going to make that 
you know, mistake, even though it was more of an opportunity. And, um, you know, of going forward, you know, it was really important for me to, to shine, right, to step out and, and show people what I can actually do. So, and of course, that's a, that's something I have to do, you know, every day, you don't just, you don't just do it once, and then just, you know, wait for everything to come in, you have to be continual, continually aware of, you know, putting yourself out there and, and reaching through each, you know, block and stuff that you have. So yeah, so that's kind of, how I kind of got to that point, but it was really just about that uh, deeper sense of my purpose of what am I going to do and, and wanting to continue to, you know, help people and bring this, you know, support to them and bring this knowledge to them. And I think you share it so, you know, beautifully in the fact that when we think about life, sometimes, especially as when we're at a crossroads, when we're, you know, we're up against something is look at what brings us joy. You never know what could be your next big idea or next greatest opportunity. Right. That's so true. Yeah, and I love so that true. you share because there are people out right there right now guaranteed that are struggling either in a relationship, they're struggling in, in profession, they're struggling in building business. Mm-hmm. Failure is only failure if you don't learn from it. That's so true. Yeah. It's all about the discovery and the journey, right? And I think too, you know, being blessed to work together, I think you bring that to the table. That's one of the things, you know, you've had the experience, you've walked through the ups and downs. So, you know, never look at, at those moments that would be traditionally perceived as a as a failure as such right they're all moments and pockets of wisdom I think that are gifted to us you know we love to say especially at your holistic earth life is happening for us not to us (laughs) right and actually I would take that even one step further it's actually happening with us because we're co-creators as we're manifesting and really showing up and being present for ourselves and for you know the people in our community so I love love that. that Yeah. So let's tap into really quick before we start running out of time. (laughs) I love that you bring your intuitiveness, right? Your intuitive gifts to the workplace. It's powerful. It's helpful. I'm all about the spiritual board of directors. I'm down, right? (laughs) Yes. If you absolutely love them, you know, and I, I I can't guarantee this was or wasn't always the way, right? For you, the ease of it. When we've got somebody listening right now who's like, I'm not sure how to tap into my business or tap into my intuition when it comes to my personal life or my health or my wellness. Do you have any suggestions for those that are listening? Uh, for Okay, so the biggest thing for myself, you know, I've spent my whole life knowing that I have these gifts, but yet having to, you know, dial them down so I could function and then spent the last 20 years, you know, actually trying to work with them and the hardest thing about intuition and you know stepping into it is learning to trust it and having faith in it because we are actually receiving these in these insights this information all the time the universe is sending us messages all the time all the time but we're not necessarily aware of it because we don't know what to look for so and we don't know to trust it, you know? So like when you get that gut instinct that says, Hey, turn right. When you always turn left, 
when you start actually trusting, hey, I'm going to turn right and not turn left or whatever, that is you actually learning to trust your intuition. That's you actually embodying um, that faith piece. So the biggest thing for me was learning to trust, learning to trust myself. And the second thing for me that I, I started doing was to actually get silent whether that was, you know, going for a walk in nature, whether that was sitting meditating, you know, or whether that was just writing or dishes, but just getting quiet and really starting to listen to my inner self. And it was amazing when I started doing that, the insights and the awareness piece and all this information started coming in. I mean, I was hearing messages from the birds and, you know, just, I was hearing things I would see I started seeing things more like I was just it was amazing how the world really became alive like I felt like I was kind of living in this blurred bubbled like not really knowing what was going on around me I always kind of felt like I was two steps behind what was going on and now I kind of feel well now I actually feel like I've got like you know at least a good handle of what's going on even if I still kind of feel maybe I'm a little bit like oh I, I didn't see that coming but for the most part I really feel grounded I feel really solid in my trust in that that you know knowing piece because I've always had this knowing but could never explain it could never tell you how I knew something it just I got to that point where it was just really about trusting and I had some amazing experiences from the universe to really like solidify these experiences for me that reminded me that I'm always in the right place. Um, I had a, like, it was a beautiful experience where I was on my way to do a Reiki session for a dear friend of mine whose uh, father was in the hospital and um, I was running late. I was 20 minutes behind. I was like, I, I, I had to be there at a certain time because the hospital was only allowing people for visitors at this time to this time. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to be late. But I was running 20 minutes behind. I was exactly where I needed to be. There was this car that drove by just as I was, you know, merging onto the highway and it had a license plate barn owl mm. and the barn owl was a message for this person who I was going to do the reading for and I never would have seen that if I had not have been 20 minutes late or exactly where I needed to be so there was just little things like that and um an, another a neighbor um actually left uh to go with her girls to go shopping and I wanted to get out of the house early to go get some errands done so I could get back and have the rest of my afternoon to, you know, do business or whatever. And I was just told, no, you can't leave the house. And I says, but I have to leave the house. I got to get stuff done. And they said, nope, nope, nope. And of course, then all of a sudden I was like, okay, now you're ready to go. So I got the green light. I could go and started getting ready. And just as I'm about to walk out the door, I get a text message from my neighbor and then she was like, are you still at home? And then she called me and she said, can you go next door? The smoke alarm's going off. And I was like, what? Okay. So of course I treaded through the snow, like six feet. Well, it felt like it was six feet high, but it was more like almost knee high. And, um, sure enough, her place, she had left a burner, like a burner on low. And there was this pan on her stove and it was ready to ignite. 
And I mean, her place, she had a dog in there. Her place could have started on fire, but I was there thankfully to, you know, put that out and, or take it off the burner and, and ensure that, you know, nothing actually more drastic happened. So, you know, it's like, was little things like that, that really um, solidified that I was like, doing the things and listening to that guidance piece. And I was just so grateful. Everything that happened, whether I, whether you could deem it as bad or good, it was just finding the gratitude and the gift in it and just really helped to, you know, anchor that in for me. So these are like kind of the things that I would encourage people who are struggling to, you know, tap into their intuition is to really start to learn to trust yourself, you know, and, and know, like, don't let anybody tell you different. Like, if you know, then just trust that and get quiet, get quiet and find, you know, your inner voice, find that inner voice, and then just watch the magic happen. Cause it's, it's there. It's there. So when we think, I can't believe how fast our time goes. To I know. <laughs> so as we, you know, close out this episode, what is a final thought? Maybe it's a word, maybe it's a quote that you'd like to leave with those that are listening. Um, well, I'm going to just revisit our word for the year. For mine was unity, really creating that unity and that um, sense of community with, you know, yourself, with your family, with, you know, those near, those in your neighborhood, those just around the world, just really bringing in that heart piece, you know, that unity because we can't move forward one person at a time. We need to just move forward. Well, one person at a time can do to make, can make so much difference, but you know, we have to move to a greaterness together. We can't do it alone. So collective is so vital. So powerful. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that unity. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So for those of you that are curious about what Teresa offers as a professional, you can find her at your holistic earth. Uh, she will be in the directory. <laughs> I am. Yeah. You will find her there. She's amazing at what she does. Do not hesitate to connect. And do you have a special, a better way for people to reach you, Teresa, or through the directory? Um, I do have a booking link, but yeah, through the directory is good. Um, you know, text messages good too for now. Well, just <laughs> most people, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> no, keep it, keep it super simple. We're going to have Teresa's connections in the show notes, but of course she is a vital member of the Your Holistic Earth community. <laughs> so do not hesitate, you guys. Tap in there. You'll find her in the directory. Teresa, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And for those of you, again, for tuning in today, thank you so much for listening. We hope this inspires you to ignite that wellness war in you. Every single one of us has an opportunity to change our trajectory. Teresa shared beautiful examples of pathways she could or could not have taken. Don't hesitate to take some of that inspiration and maybe get curious how you can implement that into your life. Thank you so much for listening. We're honored and can't wait to have you on the next show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Winning with Wellness. If something you heard today sparked your interest or fired up your curiosity, please head over to Apple Podcasts now. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Your review helps us ignite the wellness warriors in others. Your community is waiting for you. Don't forget to activate your free wellness membership to your holistic earth. 
you'll find the link in the show notes. It is never too late to redefine your wellness and you don't have to do it alone. One small action can lead to life-changing results. I know because it did for me. And from my heart to yours, thank you for sharing your most valuable asset with me, you.